Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sound of Play, the Persona special. Uh, I'm Joshua Garrity, and joining me is Leah Haydu. Hello, my first Sound of Play. I couldn't think of a better one to do it on either. Yeah, this is yeah, this is the perfect introduction <laughs> for you to Sound of Play. Very excited. Um, so, for anyone not familiar with Sound of Play, it's a podcast where we gather together our favorite pieces of video game music that we've enjoyed over the decades. Um, and occasionally we do a special, just like this one, on Persona. Um, so me and Leah are by far the biggest Persona fans on the team, so it didn't make sense for anyone else to be hosting this one. Just to talk about the uh, music that uh, opened this issue of uh, Sound of Play, um, that was the poem for everyone's soul. Um, this this is the track kind of associated with the series. It's kind of like the Persona equivalent of Final Fantasy's theme that appears in every single one. Um, the, this particular composition um, comes from Persona 3, um, but this, this track goes all the way back to the original release, um, Revelations Persona. Um, and... Yeah, I I I love this track, even though it's really different from what I associate with the Persona series. Yeah, I mean, it it kind of gives you that uh, that lonely piano almost, and and we should say that um, it is uh, it's associated for me, and I think for most people who would recognize it with the Velvet Room, uh, which mm. is in the Persona series where you uh, go to. Uh, fuse your personas and to learn more about your personas which is kind of one of the core things that you do which is why it makes sense that it's kind of everywhere in the series and when you hear um some of the pieces that have uh multiple themes kind of woven into them like the compilation tracks almost this is always there you can always hear shades of this in anything that's uh that's kind of meshing different elements of persona together but yeah i, I definitely think this is a representative piece um that that deserves to be at the top of the show. So this was um, composed by uh, Shoji Meguro, um, who's going to pop up a lot um, in this uh, issue of Sound of Play. In fact, he pops up so much that um, I'm not going to bother mentioning him every time <laughs> he shows up. Um, if I mention other composers, um, that's, yeah. So th there are rare occasions where there are other composers. I will bring them up when they turn up. But if I don't say anything about the composer, just assume it's Shoji uh, Meguro. Um, so now, um, after that lovely track, um, let's go through the series in somewhat chronological order and uh, start with the very first Persona game. Um, now, I, I should say that me and Leah, um, while, we, while we would describe ourselves as Persona fans, I think it's fair to say that um, three and four are probably the ones that we're most attached to. Yeah. And um, so, uh, unfortunately, um, there aren't a lot of tracks from Persona uh, 1 and Persona 2. Um, and mainly because, to be honest with you listeners, I think, for me and Leah at least, the, the soundtracks pre for Persona 3 and 4 are kind of much more um original and 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 interesting in the choices they make and and this these two kind of feel a bit more 
you know your standard JRPG fare. W- would you, f- you would you say that's fair, Leah? Yeah, I definitely would. I, I, while I still enjoy the soundtracks from Persona One and Persona Two, I think that they almost feel uh, they they don't they don't feel like they've hit their stride quite yet. And I think that's true for both the soundtracks and to an extent for the games themselves, because while the uh, Persona series did start off as a series that did come to uh, to the West and wasn't just uh, exclusively a Japanese series. It didn't really gain its current popularity until Persona 3. Uh, the first two were a little more niche uh, and a little less accessible because they're they're a lot grindier and they're uh, they're um, kind of first person based dungeon exploration and they have some really interesting ideas that are unique to this series such as negotiating with demons and uh the rumor system that pops up uh, particularly in the newer games and i've heard that it actually will be making a reappearance in persona 5 uh it's it's not as um easy to get into the uh the earlier entries in the series for me at least uh they were harder they were a lot harder um and while that's not necessarily a complete barrier to entry, it, it does help that I think um, I think more people were able to get into. Before. To give you an idea of what me and Leah are talking about, um, the track we've chosen to uh, represent uh, Revelation's persona uh, is Mackie's theme. Um, and uh, I think it's fair to say, like I, I was just discussing with Leah off, off mic, um, that... Uh, this sounds very much like a beach level in like a PS1 SNES era uh, JRPG. Um, I can imagine like Final Fantasy characters playing volleyball, uh, volleyball to to this track. Yeah, definitely. And and what makes it kind of odd is that the uh, the character uh, of Maki, uh, from what I remember, is not a particularly bouncy or outgoing character. Uh, she's actually kind of withdrawn and not not super friendly to everybody. So uh, it's it's interesting that they chose this kind of track for it. I I really actually do like this track. I think it's it's uh, kind of fun, but it, it it isn't it isn't as special as some of the old the um more recent ones. But um, I think that is largely a function of not being quite as familiar with how the series is going to stand out, and also some technical limitations from PS One. Okay, so here is Mackie's theme from Revelations Persona, released in 1996. So um, we move on to Persona 2. Um, Persona 2's um, kind of an interesting uh, point in the series because actually Persona 2 is two games rather than just one. Um, so there's Persona 2 Innocent Sin and then there's Persona 2 Eternal Punishment. And depending where you were in the world, 
you may not have got the complete story. Yeah. Um, that is so weird because I can remember before I ever touched a Persona game, just I can remember seeing copies of um, of Eternal Punishment around. Like, I remember that cover. I remember seeing it and thinking, oh, well, that's, you know, Persona 2. I, I've never seen Persona 1. I probably don't need to jump into the series right now. And I, I, I kind of never actually picked one up. But in the U.S. at least, and I'm not sure what the situation was in Europe, but in the U.S., Innocent Sin didn't come out. It it didn't come here until there was a uh, port to the PSP, which I, I believe happened around 2011. So I for a very long time, you only got that one half of the story, and it can stand by itself. It's fine. But you really don't get the full story unless you have played both of those games. So it's, it's interesting that they made that decision. So... Um... The first track uh, from Persona 2 is going to be uh, Trisha's Spring. Um, I, I, I really love this track, and I, I feel like the reason why is I'm starting to see the beginnings of what Persona music would end up being in uh, Persona 3 and 4. Um, and it's interesting that I'm saying that too, because the composers aren't the... Um, it isn't Shoji Maguro on these, uh, uh, on, on Persona 2. It's, uh, t- uh, forgive my uh, pr- pronunciation, um, t- Toshiko uh, Tasaki, uh, Kenichi Tasuchiya, uh, Tasuchiya? Uh, sorry, guys. Um, Masaki uh, Kurakawa. Um, so this is, yeah, these are these aren't the you know the series mainstay composer. Um, but yeah, for some reason, this track really reminded me of what's to come later down the line. Yeah, I definitely think that's uh, that's fair to say. And um, I mean, I I'm going to probably assume that you know it's it's something that could have inspired uh Maguro uh when he was creating these things I mean looking back and he's already uh he's already involved in the series by this point but not as exclusively as he would later be um so I mean if he did in fact take any inspiration from these earlier tracks and that's great you know to to kind of unify a theme and perfect it This is Trisha's Spring from Persona 2 Innocent Sin, released in 1999.
Right, and now we move on to the second half of the Persona 2 experience. Persona 2 Eternal Punishment. Um, so this is Maya's theme, and it's really different um, from uh, Trisha's Spring. It, it again, it kind of feels more like... Um, more like a kind of uh, PS1 era style track, but it's still got a slightly different flavor. It's like the in-between phase for me, this track. Mm. It feels like it's halfway between being like the uh, stereotypical JRPG sta- uh, soundtrack and being something a bit more creative and a bit more original. Yeah, you can definitely see where it's going at this point. Um, and, uh, and, and I think that that's, that's really neat to, to kind of see that evolution before it gets to fully where it is. So this is Maya's theme from uh, Persona 2, uh, Eternal Punishment, released in 2000. If you play um, Persona 3 after playing this, uh, you may notice that one of the social links that you can run into is a, uh, a character who uh, sees or, or who you play an online video game with, and uh, her name is Maya. It is kind of heavily implied that she is this older teacher and um, tries to kind of hit on you, and uh, it's the, the name of the online game that you play is Innocent Sin, so... Trivia. <laughs> that that's one aspect of the Persona series I really like. How they manage to make it feel like one world where all these characters exist, mm-hmm. while still having a completely different cast of characters and a completely different story. Yeah. Um, it's it's really it's remarkably restrained on their part because Persona Four doesn't have a lot of you know cameos from Persona Three characters. And the ones that are there are not the main players. So um, I really admire their ability to kind of just like, hey, this exists in the same world, but we're telling a different story. It's, it's really it's smart. 
So now we're moving on to what I think is going to be the meat of the uh, this issue. Um, so we're we're we've reached Persona Three, Leah. Um, celebrate! Um, <laughs> oh yes. So Persona Three is for me a fantastic combination of hip hop, of jazz, of J-pop, and. Um, on paper, that sounds awful. <laughs> um, everything, uh, if you were to describe the Persona 3 soundtrack to me, um, I, would, I would never listen to it. But man, <laughs> like um, picking, like shaving down the list of uh, tracks for this issue was really difficult um, yeah. because honestly, this is one of those soundtracks where you could listen to it like an album. Like, you know the whole thing because it's just golden all the way through. My initial, um, uh, my initial list before I even pared it down and uh, and showed it to Josh was um, very very long, and that was just from <laughs> uh, from looking through or you know just having a little listen and and jotting down things that I thought could be included. And then I started to look at the times, and I had I I think before I cut anything out, it was about two and a half hours. So, yeah, there's there's so many good tracks, uh, particularly from three and four that I just love. It's great. Yeah, and and the game starts really strong with uh, "Burn My Dread," which plays over a really gorgeous um, animated cutscene. Um, and it's 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 not just um, the characters walking through the world. It's abstract and weird and, and metaphorical. You're getting all these um, images of teenagers shooting themselves in the head, kind of really establishing the kind of thematic core of Persona Three, which is exploring death in its many um, forms. And um, yeah, the, the really, like right from the off, this track kind of establishes the tone of Persona Three, where this is going to be a serious experience at points, where we're going to be exploring some heavy themes, but at the same time, um, we've got J-pop singers who can barely sing in English, and <laughs> for some reason, I don't mind. Like it, it's 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 a weird um thing to try and explain to people. I find that. This this music is so great, even though the English is so broken. But I I just I don't know about you, Leah, but it just doesn't bother me at all. No, not at all. I I don't. <laughs> and if you were listening to some of this with absolutely zero context, then it might it might be odd because I mean there are words that are pronounced uh, incorrectly or you know almost in a stereotypical fashion. But it's it doesn't matter. It just fits. This is. This is great, and, and um, I think that when we get to uh, one of the later tracks, and I'll, I'll bring this up again, but it, it's particularly true when there's a lot of uh, lyrical content to a song. Um, like, there are some rap segments that, I, I mean, you would not expect Japanese, almost J-pop slash rap to be something that, I, I mean, it does. It sounds horrible on paper. If you brought this up to me, I would... I would never think that I would be listening to it, but it's, oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so this is Burn My Dread from Persona 3, released in 2006.
in Persona 3, you're, you've met um, Yukari, you've met Mitsura, um, and you're, you know, you're going to high school. And some of the more kind of um, the tracks that they, they use when you're just exploring the environment start to kick in. Um, and a favorite of mine in that regard is um, Iwai Todai Station or Dorm. There seems to be some confusion about whether it's um, Iwai Todai Station or Dorm, but w- regardless of what the name is, um, this, I, I love the kind of chilled out hip hop vibe this this track is giving off. It really, um, because so much of Persona 3, I mean, the entirety of Persona 3 is set in a, an urban environment. Um, the the kind of choice of genre here, um, I I think really conveys that kind of city uh, environment, um, and it's great. Just you know, just coming back from high school and hit, this track kicks in, and you're like, yes, I'm gonna hang out with my buddies. We're gonna go to the cinema. We're gonna do our ho- homework. Okay, um, <laughs> but. Yeah, um, what, how do you, because this was one of your suggestions as well, Leah. How, yeah. What do you think? So I, there are tracks in Persona 3 that are, um, for lack of a better word, flashier. Like they, they're more attention grabbing. You associate them with more uh, prominent events during the story. But I love the dorm music. I really, really do. Uh, it's It's one of the ones that gets stuck in my head a lot. I think because you hear it so frequently. Um, because you know you go back to your dorm pretty much every day and you're going to hear this a lot over the course of the game and i've i've had dreams with this music (laughs) just it would be really easy for them or for anybody uh who's making game to uh kind of uh cop out on the ambient music a little bit like the 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 things that aren't accompanying some big event or a big battle or or anything like that uh to just kind of not put a whole lot of thought into it but like this and the the music that plays when you're at the mall which i don't believe we're including is i mean they're they're just they're great they're still really good i could uh i could listen to this a lot more than i currently do which is not an insignificant amount <laughs> so this is uh Todai station slash dawn Put you in a trance, let's party. Boogie in your body, work that body, work that body. Make sure you don't hurt nobody. I say, hey, 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 do the 
So we're going from one kind of idle track to another one. Um, this is When the Moon's Reaching Out Stars. Um, this is the track that plays um, on the map screen um, as you're kind of commuting between areas in uh, Iwai Todai. Um, and the map screen in Persona 3 and Persona 4, to be fair, are pretty dull affairs. It's just kind of like a 2D backdrop um, and you just select whatever area you want to go to. But because Persona, this track is so good, um, going to that screen was an absolute pleasure for me because this is a real, uh, for me at least, like a head bopper. I don't know, like every time um, I went to the map screen, I can't help but like shake my head side to side while listening to this track. And and more than any, I was about to say more than any other track that this is the biggest earworm for me, but that's not true. Mass destruction's coming up, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, that just it injected some of the more tedious aspects of Persona Three with personality just by just by having a really great piece of music. Yeah, definitely. And I I, I hadn't really uh, thought of it this way, but it with this and the uh velvet room music that we started the um the issue with it's it's fascinating to me how persona doesn't generally feel like that much of a grind even though you are doing some very repetitive things and are doing them a lot because it is a long game and i think maybe the music is a part of that because some of the really good tracks are when you're doing some really boring things when you're fusing your personas or when you're going to different places or when you're completing your nightly activities in the dorm. Now, I mean, I think these things are great, but I can see where they might become a little repetitive after a while over you know, 80 or 90 hours. So having this to back you up is perfect. This is When the Moon's Reaching Out Starts. <laughs> No, you're not your own. 
Leah, we're here. Mm-hmm. We're finally here. I think it's key for a JRPG to have a great uh, battle theme, um, because otherwise, if it does have a bad one, um, you have to listen to that track so many times throughout these, you know, sixty to ninety hour experiences. So it is key that this track be good. A mass destruction is such a good battle theme. It really um, is. Yeah. And the funny I, thing I, is I... that I read somewhere uh, when I was preparing for this episode that this wasn't even intended to be the original battle theme. It was kind of a placeholder and it tested out so well. People liked it so much that they kept it. And I am so glad they did because I love this track. I'm so pumped. Every yes. time it starts, it's like, yes, I'm ready to fight. The shadows. I, I use this as gym music. It's really good for the treadmill. <laughs> yeah. Just like baby baby. As uh-huh. you yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> it's wonderful. It's so good. It's wonderful. And and the you know, again, like this is an example of on paper, this would be terrible, but mm-hmm. this the is rapper, the rap sections that I was talking yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah. The rapper who's kind of like breaking the fourth wall at points, so he's talking directly to the player. Oh, it's just amazing. He d- he does it later on as well. There's like a um, uh, unfortunately we're not including it in this special, but there's a, a variation on "Burn My Dread," uh, where the rapper kind of invades into that song and and starts referring to how the the game's almost over. Come on, keep going. Like it's just <laughs> it's just amazing, um, amazing use of this this particular uh m- musical tool. Um. And yeah, it's just such an earworm. Like uh, I find it, once I've listened to it, it's going to be in my head for the rest of the day. Definitely, um, it's just a fantastic, fantastic example of a battle theme. So uh, here it is, mass destruction.
Now, the, the next one um, on our list is a suggestion from uh, Leah, so I'm going to let you take the lead with this one. Okay, so um, this is uh, Deep Breath, Deep Breath, which is, again, a, uh, a pretty um, common uh, piece of music that you're actually going to, uh, to hear when, you, uh, when you're making your way through Persona 3. Um, it actually plays through... Um, some events and it's another um one of the uh tracks that uh has the rapper uh whose name uh is lotus juice um uh, has that in it and um this theme has a much creepier sound i think which is you would expect music to be kind of creepy in a game about shadows popping out of high school children who are shooting themselves in the head repeatedly to bring out their true selves. Uh, but as you've heard in a lot of the um, uh, a lot of the tracks that we've played before, it often ends up being a lot more upbeat than you would expect for a game with this kind of subject matter. And uh, this particular track um, comes in um, to kind of I don't know. I think that it's more of a um, an unnerving track, almost. You you kind of hear this distorted voice um, along with the rapper, whose name is in fact Lotus Juice, as I as I mentioned, um, and it kind of gives you that creepy feeling. Um, it it isn't a um, it it is more of an event track than it is a um, uh, like a background track. You don't hear it as often, um, but I think that it's uh, it, it's interesting in that it kind of provides that uh, that contrast to uh, to what you've heard so far. Yeah, absolutely. And what what I find so fascinating about this track is even though it's much more creepy and um, uh, much more, it it's as you say, it's designed to unsettle. It still kind of provides that um uh kind of momentum that some of the other tracks do it, it like all of this music does such a good job of pushing you through the experience and um like even when the game is getting creepy and getting dark 
um, it's still doing that with its soundtrack. It's still like providing some like tempo to you know keep you going through the game. It's it's yeah, it's great. Rhythm, rhythm is a very very strong thing through everything in this series. <laughs> Absolutely. So this is deep breath, deep breath. So our last track uh, for Persona 3 um, is actually from Persona 3 Fez, which is the re-release of uh, the original game, that which includes a new campaign um, called The Answer, which kind of acts as an epilogue uh, for the main uh, campaign. Um, and in this, uh, this campaign, um, there's a track called Heartful Cry, um, which has... It, I don't think it's intended to be, but has kind of become the theme for um, Igus, um, the robot um, android character in Persona 3. Um, and for yeah. me... I, I believe that it even comes back as her theme uh, later on. We're going to uh, talk a little bit um, about, um, uh, I believe, Persona 4 Arena. And um, as one of those characters, I think that this actually does later show up as her theme. Uh, so it may not have been intentional at the beginning, but they, they did kind of latch on to that after the fact. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I have to say, like, I'm not actually a huge fan of um, Persona 3 The Answer, that epilogue campaign, because no. mainly because it, it focuses a lot on dungeon crawling without the social linking and all the activities that you do in between and 
you know, all those activities, what they do is they allow you to, um, they basically they allow you to distract yourself from the dungeon, and then when you go back, you're ready and you're pumped again to, you know, take on the shadows. Whereas with this, like, it's just, just fighting yeah. nonstop, and yeah, ultimately, um, th there aren't a lot of moments in this game. They really stand out to me. Um, but having said that, Heartful Cry is a fantastic track. Um, and I think it's like the clear standout from this this mini campaign. And um, I'm glad that the answer kind of exists, you know, just be so this piece of music <laughs> exists. And it's and it's it's really tonally um very different from the tracks that we've heard so far. Um, I think there's a much more potent kind of emotional twinge to it. Like it, it feels a bit more powerful um, in that regard than some of the other ones. Like most of the tracks we've played for Persona 3 are a lot more playful and a lot more fun. Even the the creepy deep breath, deep breath. But this this packs a punch. Yeah, definitely. And I I think that um, that kind of speaks to the story that they kind of tried to do with the answer because it's an interesting take on things it's just they didn't really explore it enough for me it would almost have been better i think if they had tried for a full length full blown persona 3 2 type of thing if they wanted to go that route um which unfortunately didn't happen but it um cuz th there is some interesting content in there it's just it's, since there are no social links and there's very little in the way of world exploration it, it never really gets a chance to come out the way that the stories of the other games do so this is heartful cry from persona 3 feds
So before we jump straight into Persona 4, um, I think uh, it'd be nice to take a little detour over to one of the spin-off games. Um, so this is going to be a track from Persona Q, Shadow of the Labyrinth. Um, it works great as a transition piece because this is actually a crossover between the characters from Persona 3 and Persona 4. Um, and yeah, um, that sounds to that sounds like, wow, that's my perfect game on paper. A game that has the cast of Persona 3 and 4 together. Oh my god, what will Chie say to Mitsuru? What? But, I, and I think, Leah, you agree with me. This game was a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, I didn't, I did not care for this game very much because the, the gameplay, and I knew this going in, but I kind of thought that I'd push through it and I never actually ended up finishing it. Um, the gameplay is um, uh, very dungeon crawly and not the same kind of dungeon crawly that it is in the uh the ps2 games it is more of a um like a grid based um i i'm not even sure what that style would be called uh but it's um very um kind of tile set you go into a room and you have to map it out in order to go through the entire thing and, and it just it it didn't grab me the way that I had hoped that it would. Uh, I have, I mean, my 3DS is a Persona Q edition 3DS that I went all in on, and I, I still like the the 3DS. It's beautiful, but um, the game itself, uh, yeah, not not great. But this track I like. Yeah, and and that's the thing. I think the soundtrack for Persona Q in general mm. is really strong. Yeah. Um, a lot of you know there are a lot of tracks that are kind of um. Uh, recompositions of mm -hmm. tracks from Persona 3 and 4, but there are a few original pieces like this one, uh, Maze of Life, um, which, are, which are really, really great. Um, this kind of feels a lot like um, the intro tracks to um, Persona 3 and 4, um, except it's a lot longer, so you get more of it. Um, and it's really um, upbeat. Um, it's really powerful it, it feels like it's leaning more towards the uh, persona 4 style which mm -hmm. we'll get onto in, in a bit um but yeah um thumbs up from me um it's a shame the game um isn't quite as strong as the soundtrack but yeah this is a great piece so this is maze of life from persona q shadow of the labyrinth
And now we uh, move on to Persona 4. Um, and again, it starts really strong. Um, there's another opening cutscene with uh, a beautiful animation, which again is really abstract. Um, but the track that plays this time is Pursuing My True Self. Um, this, is, this is one of those tracks that, um, you know when there's an intro to a TV show, that's so good that you never fast forward through it. You know, like Game of Thrones and stuff like that. Um, Pursuing My True Self is, really feels like that kind of track for me. Um, in that, like, every time I started up Persona 4, I, I never skipped the intro, even though I had seen it so many times. Like, um, the way that this, this track kind of is in sync with the animation, um, it's really fantastic. Yeah, definitely. I I'm a big fan of this. I I really like that they um that they as a series have such a good track record with bringing you into something and just making you want to stay there. Uh, this definitely follows up with that. Okay, so this is pursuing my true self from Persona Four. We are in the love. 
Um, the next track from Persona 4 is Like a Dream Come True. Um, this is another suggestion from Yulia, so I'm going to let you explain why you chose it. Yeah, so Like a Dream Come True is um, one of the tracks that actually plays when you... Um, uh, when you kind of hang out with people. Um, so if you, the, the general uh, setup of Persona 4 uh, and Persona 3 is that you split your time, as we've kind of uh, talked about a little bit before, between dungeons and um, your outside life. Uh, so your outside life generally consists of going to school and it also consists of social links, which are what you do uh, to gain um, a closer relationship with the people both in your party and those who are just kind of in your life and not necessarily in your your battle party per se. But when you hang out with these people to uh, to kind of improve your relationship with them, you will frequently get a little scene that um, shows you what you're doing with them and kind of what the results are. And uh, this is the track that most frequently plays um, unless you get into serious time, which is a completely different thing. But um, the uh, dramatic music aside, this is the one that you're most frequently going to hear. Oh dear, Leah. <laughs> I had to. Um, yeah. Um, so the next track is um, 
the theme of Juness. Um, Juness is a huge um, supermarket-style store um, in the middle of Inaba, uh, which is the kind of town-slash-village um, you live in um, in that game. Um, and they have an unfortunately very catchy uh, theme tune that uh, plays whenever you enter the store and whenever their television um, adverts play on um, on the TV at home. And, wow, I, I have a love-hate relationship with this track <laughs> because I, it is, like, it is like strategically created to just <laughs> worm its way into your brain i don't like i don't i don't enjoy this track particularly <laughs> i have to be honest but it's it's one of those pieces that just once it's in your head you're like oh no so that's gonna be on repeat in my mind for the next 24 hours so the reason that i definitely wanted to make sure this was included was uh, partially because I mean you hear it so much that you just kind of have to to acknowledge it, but also because of um, uh, also because of Nanako, who is yeah. your uh, she's actually your cousin, but she uh, she starts uh, somewhere in the game calling you her big brother, um, and she is the cutest. I'm I'm not particularly a kid person, but Nanako is adorable and. Um, through the whole thing, Juness is her favorite place. She wants to go there on her vacations. She loves it. And I mean, this is the equivalent of like a Walmart and she just, she loves it. So every time the commercial comes on, she'll sing along with it. It makes her so happy. Um, so um, yeah, every day is great at your Juness. Okay, um, and now our next track is Heartbeat Heartbreak. Um, I, I chose this track because um, w one of my absolute favourite aspects of um, the Persona series is the social link stuff. And um, even though this track isn't kind of directly linked to um, social linking in any way, it kind of feels like um, the track that's playing as your you know, walking around and thinking about your relationships with other people. Um, and it's kind of like one one aspect of this game that I 
I'm kind of conflicted on is that I really love romance in games. I really love um, the kind of romance mechanic in Mass Effect, and, and I really love it here. But, you know, at the back of my mind, it's like, these are teenagers. This is a bit creepy that I'm getting so invested in this mechanic. But you know what? It it's It's simply because I like that kind of relationship drama it, it's it's just that i just kind of like that dynamic between um two people and this track kind of feels like you know your protagonist ruminating on the romances and broken hearts he's left in his wake um <laughs> whether he should pursue a relationship with chie or yukiko um definitely chie what are you thinking um <laughs> like um so yeah i i i think again like i i know i keep saying this but this is another earworm um like heartbeat heartbeat you know it mm -hmm. it gets in your head and it's just again another example of the game kind of making the more um possibly te you know potentially tedious aspects of the game um it just injects it with some rhythm and and some energy um yeah i love it it's great uh, yeah i totally agree i there <laughs> There are um, times when I am playing these games, and by the way, preparing for these, uh, preparing for this episode has really made me struggle to not just immediately start up another game. But yeah, um, yeah but um, there are definitely times that um, I prefer the social linking aspects, and I prefer the outside things, and maybe even get a little frustrated when I have to go back to the dungeon and. Um, Again, I think the music is a big part of that. Now, 
Mass Destruction is a hard act to follow. It's one of the great JRPG battle themes, but I think it's fair to say, Leah, that Reach Out to the Truth does a pretty good job of coming really close to that level of quality. It's not mass destruction, but it's pretty good. I, I do like this as a battle theme as well. Um, I think that um, it, it was never one that I really got tired of, and uh, that's, that's saying a lot because you do fight a lot. But um, yeah, I, I really like this. I think this stands... Uh, pretty far above uh, a lot of other JRPGs that I've played as uh, as as battle music goes. This is way up at the top. Maybe yeah. just a little bit below Mass Destruction. I really like Mass Destruction. <laughs> yeah, again, like um, same as you. I think I prefer Mass Destruction, but it ticks that key box for any battle fe- uh, battle theme in a JRPG. In that I've even after hearing it for the ninetieth time, I'm not tired of it. I really like it. So, yeah, here it is. Reach out to the truth. So we're going back to some of the more um, idle music that plays as you're just exploring through the environment, um, Signs of Love. Um, 
this is actually very similar um in a lot of ways to heartbeat um heartbreak um it has a similar kind of uh tempo and tone um but i just i you know it's another one that gets stuck in my head um and again it's about love and it's about relationships so it's getting me thinking about social links and uh you know who i'm gonna am i gonna go to drama club wait that's persona 3 never mind <laughs> um whatever clubs are persona 4 you can go um, to drama club in persona 4 it's, oh yeah uh, you it's can. uh oh god what's her name ah oh, the drama girl <laughs> is she the one that has she yeah. has problems with her parents yes yeah. yes oh god drama <laughs> drama in, indeed. In some of the, yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, but um, do do you have anything to say about this, Leah? Uh, no, I think I think that you've uh, you've pretty much hit it on the head there. It's it's a great example of um, of kind of getting you in the mood to deal with this kind of um, outside the dungeon type thing, which, as I've already said, I'm I'm a big fan of. So yeah, this is this is a really good track as well. This is Signs of Love. I don't 
Um, this is um, one of your suggestions, Leah. Um, yeah. This is a uh, boss battle theme from uh, uh, Persona 4. So please explain why you've chosen it. Yeah, so um, this is uh, the name of this track is I'll Face Myself. And um, part of the reason that it's named that is uh, when you uh, battle bosses in Persona 4, they're actually uh, pieces of either the people in your party or whoever it is that you're trying to save at the time. Most of them do end up being your party members. Um, but I, I, I like that there is a different, and, and a lot of games do do this, but uh, I like that there is a different, um, almost more significant feeling weighty track that uh seems like you're really doing something important uh when you go into a boss battle as opposed to going into the regular battle and and i mean we've already listened to the uh the normal boss or the normal battle music and i think this kind of kicks it up a notch um i i i don't know that i would want to listen to this for every single battle uh, but i really like it as boss battle music i think that it uh, it's very effective <laughs> Right, so now we're into uh, Persona spin-off territory. Um, we had a sample of that with uh, Persona Q, 
But now we're getting into uh, Persona 4 Arena, which is a fighting game uh, developed by Arc System Works, um, who famously uh, developed uh, BlazBlue. Um, what's the other fighting game that they're associated with? Um, oh. I think. I don't oh, remember. We're going to get letters. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> they, they, um, they, the one that I'm familiar with is BlazBlue. Yeah. Um, so they were brought on board to kind of make this um, kind of side spin-off story that that is canon, which is really weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, but yeah, um, it's a it's by all accounts a very good fighting game. Um, I I have to be honest, I'm not the biggest uh, fighting game fan in the world. And um, and I do think the story mode in this game kind of suffers from similar problems to Persona Q in that it kind of reduces my favorite characters to 2D caricatures of themselves. The example I always bring up is that, you know, Chie liked steak in Persona 4. <laughs> she did not like steak this much. It's like every other sentence is something about steak. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. I liked this um, as a story a little more, I think, than I liked uh, Persona Q. But I, like you, Josh, am not particularly a fighting game person, so I bought this mostly for that story. And the story mode, it's actually kind of funny, I think, because the story mode is just that. It is huge chunks of story with fights kind of put in there for... Eh, I mean, you you get a fight, but it's I I think they're one round fights. They're they're pretty easy, particularly if you put it on an easier uh, difficulty level. And it it I, they almost begrudge it seems having them in there because what they really wanted is an anime, which there are Persona animes, so I'm not sure what exactly happened there. But from people who do enjoy fighting games and who actually like fighting games, this one apparently is pretty good. So um. That is a little bit wasted on me, uh, but uh, that's great. I'm glad it's good. Um, so the the first track from this game that we'll be playing is Best Friends, which plays over the opening cutscene of the original release, because there are, I believe, two releases yeah. of Persona 4 Arena. Um, yeah, and um, again, it kind of just follows in the... Um, that It follows the trend that has been set by uh, Persona 3 and 4, of just having like this really upbeat, fantastic piece of J-pop, hip-hop um, blended together. Um, a bit of heavy rock in there as well, actually, with this one. Um, and plays it over like a really elaborate anime, 2D animated sequence. Um, yeah, it's, I, I really like it. Um, so here it is, Best Friends from Persona 4 Arena. <laughs> Oh, while my heart is 
Now, this um, next track is a, a suggestion from you, Leah. Um, I, w- I'm glad you picked it because um, Nauto is one of my um, favourites from um, uh, Persona 4. Um, she ended up being um, a character who never left my party just because I, I just like her as a person so much. Um, I think she's got one of the most fascinating um, arcs of uh, anyone in... Um, in Persona 4, and that's really surprising considering how um far into you know far into the game she's introduced and still you manage to get that connection with her. And this track, um, you know, The Seeker of Truth, I think it, it does it does actually reflect her personality weirdly. I, I, I mean it's much more upbeat than I kind of associate Nauto with being, but there's still a kind of a familiar energy to it that I, I do kind of feel um, Naoto's presence in this track. Yeah, I I always feel a little bit guilty when I play through Persona 4 uh, because I really love Naoto's character arc, but I don't really like playing as her. Um, so <laughs> she doesn't generally end up, she's difficult to use. I mean, and if you can, if you can get her down, then she is great. But her, uh, her play style is so different from the other characters that by the time she shows up you have become accustomed to largely um that it's it's kind of tough to get uh get around her but uh, i do love how she's written and i like what they do with her character in pretty much every game that she shows up in um and i i think that by the end um her her personality which is very withdrawn to start off with does become a little bit more relaxed. So maybe this is uh, is reflection of that because this is I believe supposed to take place after Persona 4 uh goes through. Um but I I really do like this theme. Um each character in uh in Arena does have a a theme associated with them. Uh and this is the one that uh that comes along with Naoto and um yeah, it's it's enjoyable, I think.
Okay, now we're, we're really getting into some weird territory with um, the Persona series. Um, there was a game called Persona 4 Dancing All Night released on the PS Vita, and it, it, it is exactly what it sounds like. It's a Persona dancing game um, with remixes of, uh, of the tracks uh, from Persona 3 and Persona 4. Um, but I have to say, um, I, I was listening to the soundtrack um, the other day and today. This is way better than it has any right to be mm-hmm. in the music department. Um, a lot of these remixes are hugely successful. Yeah, it's and, and a lot of them, just for me, I think that some of them I even enjoy more than I enjoy the original tracks. They're just, they're super, super innovative uh, because some of them have some, as we'll see in the next track, uh, spoilers, uh, some surprising people behind them. But um, yeah, yeah I, I think that... Um, I wasn't expecting to like the game as much as I did either. Uh, I only have two platinum trophies, and this is one of them. Uh, I love rhythm games, uh, and I I think that I'm pretty good at them for the most part. Uh, But, I I mean, I I didn't buy this because it was a rhythm game. I bought this because it was Persona. And um, this has a story mode that is very similar to the story mode from Persona 4 Arena. And... um, I mean, it it can be debated about how well it carries it off, but the game behind this for me, because I like rhythm games and I'm not such a big fan of fighting games, for me, this was stronger gameplay-wise. So I I felt pretty good about spending a lot of time with this. Um, And also because, uh, as you were saying, Josh, the music is so good. It's, it's, I really, I I can't think of a track in here that I didn't like. Uh, they, They are very strong. So this is uh, Backside of the TV, um, which was originally featured in Persona 4, but this is a remix uh, done by Lotus Juice, who we saw uh, pop up in uh, Persona 3. Um, so basically, this is a Persona 4 track with a bit of Persona 3 peppered in there. Um, yeah, um, I actually prefer this track over the original version of it like you said Leah mm-hmm. um i think it's got much more energy and is much more um kind of interesting and goes in a bit of a different direction that that addition of lotus juice's rapping actually adds a flavor to it that i think it was missing in the uh, original form so here it is backside of the tv Fresh of the flesh, but talk of the soul, the lesser the heart, the lessons are taught. Yo, that's out of TV, this sounds like DV. Bottomless dark, so don't mean not for the weak kids. 
underestimated way your brainwashing illuminated bunch of hallucination but it sounds elucidation hell now nah, won't cave I'm an outlaw outlaw switch my style kind of tap for the southpaw As a source, of course, to get accused soon. Be careful who you choose to speak in back room. Jealousy, jealousy, running like sunny boom. It's best so how anger and hate to looms large in the dark, living scars to some. But who's few? I got my third eye to see through the costumes. Lies after lies, little finger from lotus juice. This plot holes beyond dark, it's all so intriguing. Lost ones drunk off a pool of money dreaming. Dancers to battle and against these demons. Brave souls, even screaming, oh, please, Jesus. Money makes the world go around. Who the richest? Mother Teresa, but they never listen to me. Kept dressing with a fake cover and spit fire burn these trees, baby, baby, baby. <laughs> Backside to everything, but we're gonna bring it up. Even if I die, my words are late. Bring it up until my last breath. Never ever gonna give it up. Hmm, ridiculousness. Suppose it's sick, sick business. But we ain't gonna be fooled by these sickness. My brain is safe and sound with pure goodness. Uh, I guess comparably. So just throw your hands high in the air. In the air, so I can see how you're feeling. Put it up in the air. When I say yeah, I wish you'd say it back, say oh yeah. Yeah, I love it now. Let's change the world. Okay, so this is this is a shock for me um when I was looking at the credits um for this game. Um this track is a remix by Akira Yamaoka. Um yes, that's right, the Silent Hill composer. <laughs> Um, yeah, th- this is a surprise. So the the track he remixed is um, "Time to Make History," which is an alternate um, battle theme. Uh, battle theme that was added to the uh, re-release of uh, Persona Four, Persona Four Golden, on the PS Vita. Um, again, I might like this track more than the original version. Really good. Yeah, I, I, um. Really, I think that I prefer uh, Persona 4 Golden in total, which um, is, you know, that's that's debatable for, for anybody. But um, I, I really enjoy that theme by itself. But I think, like you said, I think that I, I actually might prefer this. And it's so surprising. Like, I, I don't even know that I realized that that was who had done that remix. I mean, I'm sure that I saw it when I was playing through uh, Dancing All Night uh, and, and processed it at that time. But just doing some research for this show, I looked at the name and I went, wait a minute. So um, <laughs> I think that this deserves to be included, even if it weren't as great a track as I think it is. Uh, just for that that novelty alone, it's it's pretty cool.
time you rise, goodbye It come back, we wanna ride Take your losses in your stride Okay, so um, we're coming towards the uh, end of this uh, edition of Sound of Play, um, but uh, we need to pick a track uh, to play us out, Leah. But Gosh. you know, there are there are two there are two tracks that kind of play out um, Persona Three and Four that really stick out in my memory. So you're saying goodbye to the characters; they're waving you off, either. You know, you're on a train and you're going off back home or um, you, uh, spoilers, die um, in Persona 3. Um, And um, yeah, the credits start to roll and one of these two pieces of music start to play, Memories of You or Nevermore. Now, Leah, I'm going to put you in a difficult position. Oh, man. You have to pick which track is going to play us out. All right. Uh, So there's... There's pros and cons to both of these, but um, Memories of You is uh, a, it's more of a somber thing when you look at it, because as you say, you have died, uh, and it, it, it's not by any means a sad track, but I, I think that when you're thinking about what comes behind it, um, that it's it's a little bit more of a uh, a downer particularly if you uh if you think about the fact that you are you are not alive during the uh, additional content of fess uh, as yourself so uh i i think that um i would like to go with nevermore um because i think that's a uh, a little bit more of a um a little bit more of a um how shall i put this uh a hopeful message to leave out on because you do have further adventures with these people and you are um you're gonna be back and you've been through a lot but um you know you've all come through it and um your your friendship is gonna is gonna stick with you um even though you're leaving on a train um you'll be back during the holidays so let's 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 go with that one a little bit more upbeat (laughs) Great, fantastic. So before we um, we play out with that track, um, remember to please venture over to the Kane and Rinse forums. Um, go over to our Twitter account um, at uh, Kane and Rinse and, and use the hashtag, um, hashtag SOP to suggest tracks and, and go over to Facebook and suggest tracks there and Go over to the forum and suggest tracks there. We're we're listening. We'll we'll include some of your selections in uh, future um, editions of uh, Sound of Play. Um, so yeah, uh, please subscribe to Sound of Play and leave us a lovely positive iTunes review or rating. Um, it will be much appreciated. Um, so that leaves me, uh, Joshua Garrity, to say thank you, uh, Leah Haydu, for 
joining me on this special um, uh, issue of Sound of Play. Um, honestly, I I couldn't have picked anyone else to join me on this show. <laughs> well, thank you for asking me. I I really had a lot of fun with this, so I'm I'm glad we got to to share this with. Okay, that's bye-bye, and this is uh, Nevermore from Persona 4. Mm-hmm.